she was supposed to be vaccinated. We lost her on my parents' anniversary, and as I watched her pass away on a Zoom call, I thought to myself, there are people in this country who are going without healthcare. There are people in this country who don't have someone looking out for them. There are people in this country who don't have access to a hospital near their home. And the next day, I told my family I was running for U.S. I have a two-year-old son, his name's Avery. And when my wife and I sat in our house during the heart of COVID, we were just saying, what is the future going to look like? What, what are we going to do to make sure that he has all the opportunity in the world? What are we going to do to make this world a better place for him? We determined the best possible thing that we could be spending our time on was me running for U.S. Senate. With Roy Blunt stepping down, with the Republican Party in shambles, not representing any specific values, but rhetoric and hate and division, we have an incredibly unique opportunity. We have what I believe is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take a state that has been trending red for 20 years and to flip it blue. Now, I'm confident we can do that, but I'm confident that the only way we can do that is by building trust. The voters of this state, the show-me state, need to know what we stand for. We can't advertise that to them. We can't tweet it to them or put it on Facebook, however Jess Piper might be able to. <laughs> but what we can do is we can make people's lives better. And so I've spent every day of this campaign, I announced my, my uh, candidacy on May 4th of last year, and I've spent every day of this campaign working to make the lives of Missourians better. In that time, we've raised $50,000 for Afghan refugees and built two storage containers full of supplies that we gave the International Institute to help those who came over and helped us in war. Cooked by a, by a Syrian refugee as we fed those meals to unhoused military veterans on Thanksgiving. And they said they hadn't had hot meals in weeks to thank us. We followed that up by coming back to Kansas City and we held a rally for Kevin Strickland the weekend before he, he was let out of prison. And we brought the National Organization for Exonerees down to speak on his behalf. We've continued this. We've, we're now working to make sure that people know about Medicaid access. As many of you know, 275,000 Missourians qualify for Medicaid through Medicaid expansion. But after the Republicans blocked it, they didn't fund telling people that they qualified. So you may not see my ads on Facebook, and it's likely that you don't qualify for Medicaid. But people who qualify for Medicaid are seeing my ads because last week we helped 2,000 people sign up for Medicaid. <laughs> This is the path forward. The path forward is by building trust. I'm a fourth generation Missourian, and I want my son to be the fifth generation to want to grow up here. But having graduated from Washington University in St. Louis with my undergraduate, my MBA, I watched all of my friends leave Missouri, every single one of them. They went to progressive cities. They went to Chicago and Austin and Denver and San Francisco and places that valued them for who they are not the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, or how much money do they have. If we don't get to a point where we honor the background of everyone here, where we honor the body of people who can become pregnant, where we treat each other with respect and dignity, and where we help one another, we will never take this state back. We will never take this country back. So that is what we have to do. We have to come together. 
We have to find a way to take the message that we have, which is the Democrats want your life to be better. And instead of just talking about it, we have to do it because this is the show we state. And people expect that of us. They expect us to live our values and to show it every day. And that doesn't mean we just show up for advertising. And so that's why I am proud today. This is the first group I've said this to. When I win the primary, 10% of everything I bring to general will end up staying in this state to build infrastructure. We know the candidates in a general election for a Senate race bring in between 14 and $140 million. That means that we will have more than a million and hopefully more than $10 million to continue to build democratic infrastructure in our state. And I have to tell you, we have never needed it more than we do now. Many candidates was very, very positive. But I've got to tell you, when you go across the state and you speak to people, it's not always positive. People look at Democrats, people have horns on their head, and people who want to kill their babies take their guns. It's up to us to go out and knock their doors, to get to know them, and to make their lives better so they know that we share the same values. Because we do. We're just not good at communicating it yet, but we're getting better. And we do it by living those values. That's my promise to you, is you will know exactly what you're getting every single day of this campaign, every single day that I represent you in Washington, D.C., my name is Spencer Toder. I appreciate your vote. Thank you. My name is Jewel Kelly, and I am running for the U.S. Senate. I'm an Air Force veteran. I spent 10 years in the Air Force. I joined right after September 11, 2001. I'm also the oldest of 18 brothers and sisters oh. by the same parents. <laughs> and praise be to God, I was the first to go to college, graduate college, become a military officer. And because of that, 17 of my siblings went to college. <laughs> the 17 that Because the one that did was born blind. She could never walk. She's never been able to talk. She wasn't expected to live past the age of five months. But my dad had a union paying job. And even though we were dirt poor, I mean, we were dirt poor. I grew up in a single wide trailer, 10 foot wide by 50 foot long, 16 of us in there. But because my dad had a union paying job, he had great health care. And because he had great health care, my younger sister was able to make it past those five months. I'm proud to announce that she is alive today, 27 years. 